0: Hey guys, this episode of Wednesdays with Will and Terry is brought to you by our sponsors over at the Seed Box. What is the Seed Box? It's pocket-sized affirmation card set crafted to serve as a deeply rooted expression of self-love or a unique gift of encouragement to those you truly and deeply care about. So you can sow, ingrain, act, and develop. Guys, the Seed Box is awesome. Simply what it is is a box set with cards inside to give you motivation to inspire you to be your best self. One of the cards reads, you are the epitome of beauty. Your outside radiance is a reflection of your glorious essence. You are one of the most wonderful creations. You are a living, breathing and walking masterpiece. I am beautiful. Guys, I think this would make a great gift, for Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas and birthday. Just a great gift overall, guys. Please show them some love and show them some support for being our sponsors over at Wednesdays and Women's Harry. And we have a little treat for you guys. If you go to theseedbox.com, that's T-H-E-S-E-A-D-B-O-X.C-O-M, and use the promotion code Wednesdays, you will get a discount on your first order. So, guys, they have showed us some love. They're awesome. We believe in what the company is doing. We believe in their affirmations. I think that this will make a great gift. Now, back to the show, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Wednesdays with Will and my man. Hey. man. Yeah, guys. Tonight is going to be a very good episode because tonight we get to speak with, learn from, and get a little bit more understanding from the perspective of uh, the woman. Tonight I have two very special women here with me, one a little bit more special than the other, no offense. I have my beautiful wife with me, Dana Farmer.
1: That's me.
0: And I have her best friend, my friend, my sister, the amazing and talented, Marisha Miller. Hey, guys. Hello. So, guys, before we get into it, I want you guys to know that my wife does indeed have her own podcast, DV. TV podcast. That's D-E-E-V-E-E TV podcast. When they get on there and her and her friends just have all this great woman talk, but it's not just for women. Us men can get on there and listen and learn and understand the topics and some of the things they're going through and some of the things that they feel can be changed for the better or maybe even some of the things that are happening for the worse. So that inspired me to ask them to come on our podcast. So that me and Terry as men can kind of pick their brain as women. So with that being said, today I want to talk about womanhood. I want to talk about what is womanhood. I want to talk about what is it to be a woman in 2020? What is it to be a Black woman in 2020? But before we start, what we like to do its kind of become a traditional part of the podcast is Whatever the topic is, we like to give people the definition so they'll understand what it is we are talking about. So womanhood, the definition is the state or condition of being a woman. The second definition is the qualities considered to be natural to our characteristics of a woman. And lastly, this was pretty general, it's women considered collective. So with that being said, I guess Terry says, I'll let you say what you believe womanhood is to you, and then we'll let the women speak
2: on what womanhood is to them. Uh, I believe womanhood is just a nurture, a nurture like the ultimate nurture. It, it's so much involved. It's 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 overwhelming amount of uh, responsibilities. Uh, with what I think motherhood is, is raising. But just not just a kid, like it never stops, you know. Even at even at my age now, I still be calling mom for like tips. Or if I'm mad, I'll be like, Mama. <laughs> so for me, womanhood,
0: I don't know if a man can really define what womanhood is because he's a man. He can say what he wishes womanhood to be or what he believes it is. But for me, I believe it's just a woman being a woman in her essence. I think it's different for every woman because every woman might think. Or I believe being a woman is something different. Some might think taking care of home and being a nurturer is womanhood. Some might think being a leader and being able to be in a place where you can provide is womanhood. Some might think you know being able to get behind a man and push him into his destiny is womanhood. Some may think being in a position where she doesn't have to lead anybody is womanhood. So I think whatever that woman's essence is, as she lives that out, as she does it to the fullest, then that's woman
1: thanks well i guess i'll go next um terry i appreciate your answer because you said that um for you you realize that there's a lot to womanhood you know you gave like the basics of it but you realize as a man that it goes a lot deeper than some of the things we can actually define Mm -hmm. um and so thank you for that um babe or mr firmer (laughs) Um, i appreciate your answer too because you also realize that there's different aspects to womanhood and it is based on the woman Um, i would say for me um i was raised to know womanhood as of course being a nurturer being the one that kind of um is the backbone to everything you know the husband leads or the man leads and he provides and all that good stuff but um for lack of better words i feel like women are like the brains behind everything Not saying that we're smarter, not saying that we know everything, but a lot of times like, um, if he's the one that brings home the money, I'm the one able to disperse the bills and make sure that they're all paid, even though it's with his money. You know, um, one thing that he says all the time is that women, or he calls me at least a multiplier. That's exactly what we are. You know, you give us anything you give us, we're going to magnify it. If you give us attitude, you're going to get a big attitude. (laughs) So, um, if you give us your paycheck, we're going to make more from that um if you give us your seed we're going to make life from that so we are multipliers you know and i and i want to say that that's in a lot of different aspects not just in giving life because some women aren't capable of doing that part but you can multiply in so many different ways because that's kind of like our natural essence so to keep my answer short that's what i'll consider motherhood i mean not motherhood womanhood for now oh wow um
3: to all of your points, um, you all make valid points. Uh, there's simplicity in being a woman. There's complexity in being a woman. And so, even as like a young woman coming into herself, you know, womanhood could be, you know, finding out who you are, um, you know, defining your worth, you know. Um, and so, I think that it's it's vital um, on both parts, on both male and female, um, because we all. Are in this essence right we all have this essence about us um so womanhood for me you know I wasn't like I kind of like had to learn how to be a woman if that makes sense on my own so I had to learn how to be independent you know I had to learn how to deal with you know certain things that I couldn't talk to my mom about or you know that she couldn't even you know even begin to understand and so uh for me womanhood is is independence. womanhood is finding out who you are womanhood is is embracing you know every aspect of who you are you know and not allowing um, other people to define it you know um and so in that I think your womanhood is amplified like once you like meet your partner or whatever the case may be like your womanhood should be amplified you know so I like that um, for me womanhood and it's many things it's it's amazing like
1: Kudos
0: to us, cause come on, man. You know, yeah. All right, so sounds like <laughs> you ask a man what manhood is, and it's just like <laughs> we hit baseball <laughs> with bats. You know, we teach our boys how to be man. We fix stuff. We, well realistically, you ask anybody what manhood is, most men will say we provide and protect. Maybe it's just because we like to give short answers, or maybe that's just because we generally feel that's what manhood is. But with womanhood being so complex, why do you believe that is? Do you believe it's complex because the things that you guys go through or the things that you guys have to experience are more on like a building block type? Do you believe it's like a like a passage of womanhood? Like I have to do this, then this and this to become a woman? Do you believe men may? womanhood becomes so complex or do you believe it's just natural for a woman to have so many facets and so many avenues to become a woman?
1: You want to go first? Um, I'll answer that. Yeah.
0: That is that's a great question um
3: in all of those actually there's not one that you can answer just by yourself yeah. because they they are all intertwined you know whether we know it or not you know um Yes, again, like I said, our womanhood is amplified when a man comes into the picture. But first, we have to be amplified within ourselves as women. Um, and so I think all of these things that, that we can do, all of these things that we're capable of, all of these things that we are built for, like bearing children, for example, that is insane. And it blows my mind every time because we are, with the assistance of a man, with the union, with a man. We're able to bring life into this world like there's something growing inside of us that we have the ability and capability to nurture um, you know so womanhood is a lot you know so you can't really like just single out you know the complexities the simplicities you know and everything that we go through as women because everything that we are is because we're woman. you know they may suck at times but just think about we have the ability to bring life into this world right and so it's ultimately on us and with the help of our partners to nurture these lives because once they depart from us then you know there's that you know but um there's a lot that goes into being a woman you know and i i try to daily uh speak to like the women at my job and things of that nature you know to not define your worth off of a man this is not to diminish the man but you know you have to know your worth because I know that's one thing that I struggled with um, growing up as a young woman because you know I I predicated my worth off of how men saw me instead of how I saw myself first yeah so.
1: same same that's a good answer um, yeah there, it's not women are very simple but we're complex at the same time like women are the walking oxymoron you know what I mean like we're very very simple there
2: ain't nothing simple, simple. Ain't nothing simple about a woman. <laughs> not to a nah. well, Not yeah, to you that's guys. False. But really, that's false advertising.
1: <laughs> but if you think about it, like the simplicity of a woman is, like, for example, um, in order for you to, to get a woman to, like, stay, for lack of better words, like to stay attracted to you or to stay, like, in this thing with you, like, if he does what he did today, like, if he cleans the house, and I come home and it's peaceful or, you know, I have a migraine and he's got some water and some chamomile waiting for me. It's the simple things. Like Usher says, it's the simple things and like we forget. But um, it's the simple things. Right. But then we're complex also because our minds are not even made to be remotely simple. Like you guys were saying earlier that when you ask a man what his manhood is, you guys are like working hard the vision, two words. But we're like, OK, so. And, and it's a paragraph, and it's a book, and it's so many different things um, to define, to define uh, womanhood, and it's not just carrying life. Like we, I say this a lot, but we're the backbone of so many things. When you think of um, like the head of the family, you always hear about the matriarch. How often do you hear somebody talking about the patriarch? You know, you usually hear the matriarch. When grandma goes, the the family falls apart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When big mama goes. Everybody everybody's lost, nobody knows what to do, but you rarely hear a big path. You you know yeah. you hear it, but not in that time. It um, happens, but <laughs> there's always
2: there's always aspects of of it of things missing in the family when the man is in charge by himself. There's necessary yeah. things that there's things that are needed that a guy can't fill in for. Mm-hmm. That like, makes sense.
3: I, if I could compare like a woman to like something I would compare us to like a garden you know because okay. because we have to nurture so many things while still being nurtured ourselves so i think like to paint the picture a little bit like wow, if you think about like a gardener like what do they have to do they have to put their hands in the soil they have to cultivate everything so women you know we cultivate a lot of things but that's also not to single out the man because it's because
1: of the man, and with the addition
2: of the man, and with the help of a man, that we can cultivate these things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, so see that how, how you guys say when we describe a man, it sounds simplistic, but really it's simply complicated because
0: absolutely,
2: where a woman ha- where a woman is to live for a, uh, their family and live for their man, a man is to die for his family and Ooh. die. For- I heard, okay and people take that lightly but if you've been in situations where you have to protect your family you'll really understand how complicated that is because when you go to the store to buy food right for for a woman they're like oh i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get a little bit of this and that and it'll put some things together and this and that dude's trying to simplify it because he only understands it things from that perspective like you either got it or you don't Right, you send a guy to the store to get sandwich stuff. he's gonna get like bread, bread, meat, and and you know cheese. And you gonna be like, well, is that porvalone or Munster or what kind of cheese is that? I don't eat this type of cheese and this and that. And you look on the fine details, but the guy is like, I I don't got time for all that. I'm just trying to make it to tomorrow. And that's how he looks at everything. And that's why we're always in a rush. That's why we're short tempered. And that's why we have like a higher like testosterone because. You know, it's like when someone finds out that they have like a a terminal disease, right? Usually they like live it up and they're out there just pitting their life on the line all the time because they're like, it's going to go at some point anyway, you know what I mean? And so a guy knows that like when he steps out the door, it's like protect, you know what I mean? Or be and, and protect and be protected against, right? But, and you also have things to protect as aware a woman, they go out and they seek protection. So it gets more complicated because they got to do other things, you know, they got to, there's more involved in that. So I guess it's more of like a, it's just how you, how you read it, you know, but that's why there's ne- a guy will never understand a woman, womanhood and wom- women will never understand man- manhood, but they can understand how to subside a, a amongst uh, like around it but they can never fulfill the same shoes that we can never step in each other's shoes so sure. but uh when you say like a uh, a woman has to be like um I would say I would ask you guys what I want to hear one from either from both of you guys but like what do you see when when you're looking for when you're looking for a man, ultimately to like uh, to have a kid with, right? To start a family with, what do you guys look for? Like, what's the, what are the, like, are the key elements in the guy that will make it seem like a good idea to, to to start a family with a guy, with with a specific guy? That's a good question. Yeah,
1: um, to start a family. Um... I think that some of the characteristics that matter to me are his morals. Um, You can't just be out here believing in anything and falling for everything. I I can't, that's too much for me. Um, You know, it can't be sage today, Jesus tomorrow and crystals the next day, I I can't do it. Um, So your morality matters. Um, Seeing the man in a family, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In a family environment, yes. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to already have kids, but just knowing that you're capable of like being loving and caring. I know it's hard for a man to nurture because you guys are mates in nature. Um, but to see you in that like loving environment and just being able to, you know, care for the people around you, that matters a great deal. Um, provision is nice too. I want to know that if we're going to build a family, start a family, continue a family in our case, um, I I need to see that provision. I need to know that you can hold it down just like I can hold it down. I'm not really expecting more from a man than I can really put in. Um, And that's just that. I think it's a, I think we got to meet each other. I don't think that he's got to pay all the bills and now we can have a family because you got the money to pay the bills. You know, that's not really how that works. Um, And then for me, I need to see teamwork. I need to know that if we're going to build a family, start a family, continue a family, that it's going to be teamwork. You know, if I have to get up and change the diapers at night, then hopefully you can get up in the morning time and give me some time to sleep in and you change some of the diapers, you know? Um, if that means that, hey, I got to take the baby to the hospital and you're at work, hopefully you can leave work or meet me when you're off work. You know what I mean? I'm not expecting anything like ridiculous or anything. Um, but I just, want, I just want somebody that can meet me right there in the middle so that, even if for God, for for some God forsaken reason, we don't tend to work out that we still have, like, we have built this rapport and we built this respect for one another so that, you know, that regardless of whether we're together or not, I'm mom, you're dad, let's be that, you know, it doesn't always have to be a war. You be who you need to be. I'll be who I need to be. And if there's moving parts that come in, then, you know, we'll pray about that. But, you know, yeah, I hope I answered that question. Um, I think you,
3: you covered it all in a nutshell, um, but I'll talk from like a different perspective. I know that my generation, uh, you know, and the ones that are like coming up with me or are a little bit older than me, um, what, I, what I see a lot is and what I hear is that, oh, you know, I'm not having no kids with a man that don't have a job or, you know, it's just, it's yeah. just like they have, these, they have these super high expectations, right? But yes, of course, have a job, you know, have some type of income. Do something so that you're able to meet me halfway because what happens is, and I'm trying to sound deep, y'all, but like it's like pouring a cup, you know, like I'm halfway empty and, and you're full doing whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm half full, right? And so be able to meet me halfway. And I think a lot of what's what's like jacking up my generation is that they already want a man that's established. They want a man that has all this money and all these cars or whatever the case may be they have these super high expectations but it's like you want all of these expectations you're setting all these expectations but you're not willing to be there there you go so you know it's that's kind of it's like an up in the air question but to dana's point like if you can meet me halfway if we can grow together if we can compromise together if we can sacrifice, if we have to, if we can be cordial, even if it doesn't work out, you know, your morality, how are you gonna move us forward? How can we put our heads together to figure out how we want to move forward? If we hit a pitfall, you know, so those things matter. Like it's it's not always so much uh the monetary aspect because it'll come and go. Right. And so sure. we gotta be able to meet the other where they are, right? So one can have it, one can't. But as long as you have the understanding like all right cool so I don't have it but guess what you know you have it I know we're going to be fine Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't become like a like an enabler but you know it's it's more like you're able to I can't think of the word um but the the reliability is there right the dependency is there so it's not like one one is doing more than the other
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's like if you wrong. don't have it, at least be working towards getting it. Yeah, you know. So then, when I'm when I'm holding down my part of this, then I at least know that like you're doing something to help be counteractive in some way or another. So
2: right. basically, be able to stand for both of
0: us. You got to be able
2: to stand yeah. for each other. Even when the other one can, so. Yeah, because I, I feel. Like... Go ahead, Terry. Go ahead. No, my bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I just I feel like like uh. For for how I was raised, we learned how to do our own laundry and do our own bills and do our own yard work and things like that. But I was, I was raised in a predominantly, like, all women. I was raised by all women and around all women. And so, like, uh, I saw it from a different, from a perspective that most men won't understand they don't understand it until they get into relationships. But I also saw it from uh from a hurt perspective, a hurt woman's perspective. You know, and so like I I didn't know it was a mistake at first, but I've made mistakes of like doing too much for myself and not allowing my woman to do the things for me. But it wasn't because I didn't trust that she could do it. It was because I was Raised to be like a man who can take care of himself, (laughs) so that a woman can be comfortable and be able to relax when she needs to. But I was young, and so I'm like, I got this, I got that, I got that. And then I get the arguments where it's like, then what the heck do you got me for, bro? Like, you got to give me some a chance to like prove myself to you and things like that. But also too. I wonder if it's like a. a is it a. Uh, is it. Nece- is it a necessary thing to. Back off of some of the responsibilities and allow you guys to do things like that, or is it, if you could do it, if you could do it, then do it right, because like, for instance. I've heard arguments where they're like, man, you got hands too. You know what I mean? You go to work, you come home, and you just sit there. And then it's like, but then when I come home and start doing things, then there, it builds animosity too. Cause it's like, you know, like I like it this way and like it that way and stuff like that. So what would you guys, and this is just individual person, like you guys' uh, decision, but like, would you rather a guy who would be like, that's your job your job or would you rather a guy come be around and be like I could help you with this," or I could do that for you
1: well for me and him that's uh, I'm so glad you did this because it made me think of um when we first started dating um well probably more so after we got married but um I always wanted to like be the help to him you know that's what I'm supposed to be and you know when when our kids are here you know he used to just like I got it, 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 I got it. Because these are my kids. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. And one day I was just like, I said it angrily, but I was just like, What am I here for if I can't help you? If you just got it all, then what is the purpose of me? Like, I don't get it. And it was very frustrating because it's our natural, it's our innate nature to help, right? So I think it's great that you were raised the way that you were raised to know how to do everything for yourself. It's just like us. Um, I have friends. I'm not going to say me because I wasn't raised that way, Um, but Mm. I have friends who their parents taught them how to change tires, fix everything in the car, you know, do all the things that I depend on him to do. I, I wasn't taught any of that stuff, but they got it. 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 Then they get in relationships and they still got it. They still got it. They still got it. And so the tire pops and the dude gets out and she's like, don't worry, babe. I got it. I got it. And he's just sitting there, like, no, I got it because that's yeah. like something I'm supposed to do, you know. Yeah. For me, if the tire pops, he has shown me how to change the tire, but he got it. I, I, I don't. That's Yeah. <laughs> so. <tell>
3: yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Whoo! <whew>. Right. <laughs> because that. It's, it, man, it's a place and it's a theme. And like, as you were speaking, I was like, it's, it's crazy because like I've learned how to, now I'm not changing on tires, so I'm a date on that one, <laughs> but you know, I know the basics and I think, um, it's kind of a, it's like a blessing and a curse, but like when you, when you learn how to stand on your own first. You know, that's, again, it's your, your innate nature if you're taught that. And when you get the help that comes along, it's like, how, how do I receive it, right? Yeah. You know, and that, for example, when I was dating this guy, you know, I'm always opening my own door. Like, I opened every door, my car door, room door, job door, whatever, any door. Um. And so when he when he came in the picture and he, you know, he was around, around the door at the car and was like, what are you doing? Don't touch that doorknob. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. You know, so that's something that I had to get used to. So because I was so used to, um, standing on my own and opening my own doors, um, I had to, I had to learn how to pivot. Right. Yeah. So if that, if that's what he was taught, cool, be a gentleman, you know, but, what I tried to get him to understand was that I'm not used to that. So it'll, I'll try, you know, it'll take some getting used to, um, But in that, I just have to learn how to pivot. Like when you're independent, you know, you have that help that comes along that wants to help,
1: let them help. Yeah, Because then then you bring
3: into question, like Dana said, well, what am I here for? You know, you bring into question, what is my role in this thing? You know, what am I supposed to do as a man or a woman if you got it all?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You you each have to make room for each other on both sides because there's things in a man that you can do that. I don't ever plan on doing. And there's things <laughs> as a woman that I'm sure you look at me and you're like, if I don't have to go in the kitchen and cook a meal, I'm not. Just like if I don't have to change the tire, I'm not. So I think we have to make room for the hell, you know, to, to be each other's health.
0: So much transpired and so much stuff that I want to touch back on. But one of the, a couple of things i touch on, Terry, when you said that a woman loves you to live and a man loves you to die, man. that's biblical. You know, when God talks about marriage or in the beginning when he talks about Adam and Eve, and he's telling them, like, their roles, I don't know if it's Adam and Eve in marriage, because right now my brain is firing, but one of the things he tells us men is, you know, you are to love your wife the way that Christ loved the church, how much enough to die for. Her. So, and I don't think. A lot of the times that when we hear that as men, I think we mean like based on shooting in the club, I'm going to jump in the movies like slow motion and go past the book when she hold me her arm. I'm going to be like, uh, that Ricky Martin at Mark Anthony. And I will stand by you forever. You know, I think it goes deeper than that. A lot of the times when it talks about dying to a woman, I think it means like we die of habits. We die of mental, you know, we die to mentalities. We die to old ways. You know, we die to arrogance. Sometimes we have to die to pride. And one thing I've learned about being in a committed relationship, and not in monogamous relationship, marriage—you die every day, but you reborn every day. Ooh. So you, something of you will fall off. You know, for example, like my wife will never take the taller paper roll off the the roller. She just leaves the empty toilet paper on. It irritates me <laughs> because she takes <laughs> take the new toilet paper and sit it on me. But what that's taught me, what I've learned from it is, one, I know she's rushing, she's doing all of these other things. Her mind is going a million miles a minute. But it's taught me, you know what, I'll put the toilet paper roll on it and throw the other one away. And then, like, if her shoes are on the ground, I'll put her shoes up. Or, you know, if if her clothes are on the ground, you know, I'll put her clothes in the hamper. I won't fold them because she's just going to fold them anyway. But it's teaching yeah, me yeah. that where you see something that you might normally see as a downfall or a negative in a woman or in a wife or something, it's actually showing you the areas that they need help in. So, for example, like, I always say that men are supposed to provide, protect, and teach. So when she talked about the whole tire thing, it's never my goal to teach her how to change a tire because I plan to be the guy sitting in the car while she changes it. It's my goal to teach her so that if I am taken out of here, or if she does happen to be with the kids going to Vegas for some odd reason, and they're stranded on the side of the road, the AAA is five hours away, and nobody stopped me, that she'll have the knowledge to be like, well, I know how to change this tire. You know, funny story is, on our old car, the battery post was loose, and I just didn't have the right tools to take the battery post off. So whenever we would stop and hit a bump, and if you turn the car, it couldn't turn it on because the post would jump off. So I would, you know, get out, change the post, get out, change the post, and I kept hearing in my head, you know, I'm going to say it. God kept telling me, you need to show I change the battery. You need to show I put that post on. You need to show So one day I get out, hey, I'm sure I you change the post. And she fought me a little bit. I'm not doing that. You're the man. I'm not going to get under the hood. <laughs> And I told her it is—it doesn't have anything to do with me wanting you to do it. It's about me wanting you to have the knowledge. So that just in case you find yourself in a situation where you need the knowledge, you'll have it. So about two, three months go down the road, I'm in the room, she's on the phone with her friends, and you can't help but hear what they're saying. And she's like, "Oh, today I was driving, and me and my friends were in the car, and we were all going out to eat. And when I got, we got to the place, and we were leaving." I couldn't get the car started, and I'm like, oh, no, the post is off. What do I do? And she's like, but I remember my husband telling me, like, get out. Make sure you put this thing here. There's no way you'll get shot. You can only go on this one. And just push it down as far as you can and just tell somebody, you know, once you take your hand, I'll start the car. And she's like, girl, and I did it, and the stock car started, and I was so happy. And I feel like that is a part of also being a woman. You know what I mean? It's learning how to take the knowledge that you learn, whether it be from a mom, whether it be from a brother, whether it be from a book or a seminar and being able to implement it in life. You know what I mean? Because now she'll have that forever. And, you know, to come back to where we are now, when you ask the question, I believe is, you know, what do you look for in a mate? My question to go a little deeper, I'll ask what is it to date and you're black women so we can actually you as black women what is it to date as a black woman in 2022 or 2019 like what do you look for what kind of approach do you like because you told me that something happened to you and I'll let you tell it at the gas station but you know I see it all I see the hunk hey baby come over here dang girl you look sexy you got a fat egg or I see the you know, guy coming off flashy with, the, oh, you know, look, I can buy you this and I can take care of you. I see the guy who's, you know, like I would consider to be the gentleman. You know, hey, I saw you, you're a very beautiful woman. And then I see the guy that was kind of like me. You know, he clumsy, he, he nerdy, comes stumbling. He's like, oh, you're so pretty. I would <laughs> like to take you. So, what works for you? What doesn't? Is it that a certain type of guy has to have a certain type of approach? Because honestly. The thug and the gangster is the guy who's blowing the horn and flashing the money in. Hey, Ma, come over here. The businessman normally is the guy who comes with the approach of the gentleman, or he comes with the I can take care of him.
2: And it seems
0: like the guy who maybe, I'm not gonna say he's lacking confidence, but he just is maybe shy or doesn't have the experience of approaching the woman who will come and he'll be the one stumbling over his feet and looking down. What do you look for when a man approaches you? How would a how should men in 2022 approach a young woman, an older woman? You guys kind of speaking for women in general, and say, "Hey, you know, I like you. I would like to get to know you. I would take you out. Where you go on the first day?
1: You
0: you go to a yeah, (laughs) but we're really confused (laughs) about this, men, because we base it off of what we believe a woman to be. You know, if she looked like she if she out there and she looked like she's an Instagram model, she might have a twerking thing. We might approach her differently than we go to a woman who's probably in church every Sunday on the first row. You know, we're vain. First thing we look at is man is how the woman looks. And we based how we'll approach you off of what you give us from the outside. Mm-hmm. So what is it? What do we do? How do we approach a woman?
1: You can go out now first because you're in the dating world. So. Um...
0: <laughs> and wow. this, I'll say this too the first goes we date married people should still date yes so you can still give that synopsis
1: I, I am but I want her to give it from a dating from a single woman dating and then I'll give it
3: um, <laughs> wow um, I have been approached in many different type of ways um, you know and one was just different from the other so it's all situational um, but I can't help but to think um, about this guy I had met. I was just walking in the mall one day and I was just getting a gift for my mom's birthday and I was just doing a little shopping, you know, and he seen me and uh, we just stopped to like conversate, you know, he said he was shy at first, but you know, he still came to talk to me. Um, and so it, it was, it was different. Um, and so we, we just started walking. Right. And so he was like, let me get your bags for you. And you know, he was just a gentleman. And I think I think, what won me over was intentionality. Yeah. You know, like, he was intentional yeah. about what he said. Like, he didn't put on a front or anything. Like, you know, because one thing, I can be bought, and I think I speak for not all, but some women, yeah. you know, you can't, you will never, I will never allow a man to put a price on me. Absolutely. And so, you know, his intentionality, he was sweet. Like he had this smile, like out of this world, and I was just like, "Who is this?" Because I don't usually just talk to strangers and, you know, just be like, "Oh, come on, let's walk and talk." Right. He was intentional. Everything that he did was intentional from the moment he stepped to me, um, and so that was that was different. It was great actually because I had never experienced that before, um, but it it turned out to be something great. Um, we're still good friends now. Um, and so now, like I'm in the dating world, it's it's different. It's different. It's weird, um, you know. And so just being out, because like I'm an introvert extrovert, right? So that's a whole other thing. Right? Right. But right. Um, you know, I don't just be out here, you know, just jumping at the the first guy that see me, you know, because what I battle with a lot, and what I still do battle with, is you know, like Will said, men are vain, so they're only going to go for what they see on the outside first. And so I think presentation is everything. I'm not saying put on put on the front or anything, but like how you present yourself, how you walk in the room or Absolutely. just what you're doing on a daily, it matters. And so I've had a lot of <laughs> men tell me that I'm intimidating, that, you know, they felt like they couldn't approach me, but I think it was just my essence, you know, because It took me a while to get to where I am now, and so I'm confident in who I am. So I don't mean to come off intimidating because I'm not. I'm super chill, Um, but I think it's the essence that we give off more than anything. You know, if you see a woman that's confident in who she is, and you know she not she not playing no games, right? So she's not about to just let anybody. uh, She's not just gonna grant anyone access, right? And so I think in that, you know, the dating. It's situational. So how any guy approaches you is situational. But like, don't come at me talking about some eight, hey, you know, because I'm going to look at you like you're crazy, Yeah. you know, like you don't have to. I'm not asking for a guy to be super flashy when he first meets me, you know, but have, have some essence about yourself, you yeah. know, because at some point you didn't have no, no chains and big earrings and watches and rings. You didn't have any of that. Come to me as you are. Yeah. you know like Baptism. it right but you know come to me as you are come to me as you you know you yeah. don't have to put on the front to have a conversation with me you don't have to put on the front to even approach me
1: come to me as you are yeah i say i i respect honesty um yeah. and so for me when i was in the actual dating world versus now being married um I respect honesty, you know, I like to be able to make the choice based on your truth of whether or not I want to be able to move forward with you or not. Right. So if that's you know, hey, I every morning I get up and I and I smoke and I just want to know if that's okay with you, I then have the decision to make. Do I wanna be with somebody who smokes every morning or do I not? You know what I mean? Or I have 372,692 kids. Are you okay with that or are you not? I mean, that's the whole world basically, but you know. Um, so I like, I, I love honesty. Now I'm the kind of person where I'm kind of open-minded, right? I don't want you walking to me like, I love, I love Charlotte, but I fell back. You know, she I, don't, I don't want all that. You can keep that. However. Um, That's Will.
2: No, I was just playing. That is, that
1: is, <laughs> he told me. You know what I'm saying? He was like, hey, what what's you good? No, but, um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: um, what I do appreciate is you coming, like she said, coming as yourself so if you are that good dude and all you know is hey what's up little mama you know i'm just trying to see you know what's up my name is what's your name like i'm watching to see what what your being is right um if you are the (laughs) you know um so if you're that guy then come to me as that guy Mm -hmm. and it's really also about confidence too i think it's uh you were very confident i think it's interesting um when you talk about people um, who, like, date outside of their caliber, right? But then you see a lot of those people who, like, they work. You know, you have the the, the Instagram model, like Catfish, right? You have the Instagram model, and then you have the guy that's 677 pounds. And, you know, he, I, I love her so much. and But then you find out that, like, that's really her, and he's really him. And there's still a thing that works, you know what I mean? And to us, it looks like that dude definitely that is- yeah, that can definitely, like, reach way out of his caliber. But really, it's about the heart of the person. And if I can see your heart and I can see, like, the true essence of who you are, then I'm down to get to know you, you know? Period. I'm down to get to know you. You don't got to be fine. You don't have to be, you know, having 42 packs like Will. You know, you just, you know, you, you pack it, baby. Um, you just you just have to be, like, real, you know? I dated so, especially here in L.A., before him. I dated around and I have so many interesting stories of these guys that I thought were like good ideas right and as I got to know them I was just like you're nowhere near who you said you were you painted this picture and like you painted the Mona Lisa but like really that's not it like I don't know what you did to make the picture look that way but it's not it at all. And now here I am bamboozled and we've been dating for six months. You know what I mean? Right. I've wasted my time on you now because yeah, yeah, you literally have catfished me. And that's, that's the BS. I don't want to find out truth later. Just give me, that's how I did it with him. You know, I gave him all of me from the very beginning. This is who I am. This is what I've done. This is my life. This is what I've gone through. You make the choice. You still want to date me or do you not? I actually told him to scare him away. And he was just like, I don't believe you. Let's get married, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, and so that's just that's just what it is. Like I don't want to be bamboozled. I don't like the fakeness. I don't want you painting a picture. Give me who you are, and let me decide if what you're giving me works for me. Yep. Or let me decide if I can work with that. You know. Um. So yeah. You got something
0: for him, Terry? I got some. Go
2: ahead, man. I see your brain fucking working. I know. No, I it. handle it, man. Oh, no, it's alright. Right. So. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> no, you got it. You All know, right. Go. So, the thing is that I would like to put in there is that I think that it depends on it depends on your circumstances of or like your environment because where I grew up, I wasn't really that wasn't the environment that I would I was shine in. And uh, so I was real nervous to approach girls because I'm like I'm not like none of these dudes here at all. But I, but I like you. You know what I mean. But I don't know how to impress you because this is what you see. This is all you know. You know what I mean. And if Ooh. I show you who I am, Damn. it might scare it might scare you off. You know what I mean. So it's not it's not that I was incompetent. It's not that I You're didn't like, have the confidence is that I already like premeditated the situation. And then at the end of the day, like, I think, I think that your view that, that her views are good because it's like, if you, if you come correct, you can't go wrong with that because you're going to get the real answer. You know what I yeah. mean? like. You faking it, you're gonna have to fake it all the time, right. and then that's gonna cause you to be frustrated eventually. Uh-huh. And I've been in situations, I've been on dates where it's just like you're not letting me be me, and it's like I'm letting you be who you introduced yourself as. Yeah, I don't even know who you are. Then you know what I mean. And then we've been we've been talking for months, so you got to be straight up. But then from a, from my from from man's perspective, it's like we have like this. Yeah, this basic format that like we're taught from from a, a man would, like for a father would tell his son, like, okay, you wanna you want a girl, you gotta have money, you gotta have a job, you gotta have security first before everything, because you're not gonna bring a girl in and jack her life up. That's not cool. So you're gonna have to have you're gonna have to have your crap together first. And then that'll build the confidence for you to approach the girl that you want. You know what I mean? Build a home first before you move people in it. But then you got girls, especially nowadays, who's like, don't underestimate me. I can work and build my own home, too. And sometimes you get in, you talk to a girl who's like in the works of building her own home and you're like, yo, I could build that with you. And she's like, I can build my own home. And it's like, so then what do you want me to do? You want me to build a home, you build a home and then we live next door? Or do you want to slow it down? And then we meet, we meet up somewhere in the middle and then we build together because unfortunately it could be looked at as like uh, underestimating when you're like that's a man's job you know what I mean like to to the bring home the bacon and hold the job and all that but women is just as capable we never for me I never thought a woman wasn't capable I just thought it was their job to allow the guy to do it you know and their job was to sustain the home and keep it. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like it's crazy because you don't even get a chance to explain that. Right away you're dismissed mm-hmm. with your views, especially my views. I'm like I'm I'm really chill. And so when I explain certain things it's like we mean like this and that and it's like no, you got to understand like I'm strong. You just not you just not giving. you know. It. So it's like uh but then I move then I get into a situation where I have and then you have a home too. And then you bring them in. And then it's like you've done all this work to build the home. So you have a way set in place. You know what I mean? You have a format there. And the more more so that most of the time a girl's not gonna want to do a your way. When you bring her in, that's gonna be her home, which is what's understood. But like it's like at the same time, you gotta give the men some time to adjust to that. You know what I mean? So it's like, why are you putting that there? Like, why are you hanging my clothes this way? Why are you doing all this? And then the girl—you we are the opposite. You know? <laughs> so I it's like... Her home, and
0: she had everything established. And it was like I was a married man living with a single woman. Not necessarily from the standpoint of she didn't claim me or we weren't in a relationship together. But I was in, a, in an unfamiliar environment where I wasn't comfortable. You know, the only thing that was comfortable in the home was her. So, and I would be like, this is a beautiful place, but this is a beautiful place for you. We have mm. to make it a beautiful place for us. And I think a lot of the time she took it as if you're trying to change me yeah. or you're trying to take all of the things about me away. And I'm just saying, no, there's no room for me to be me. Yeah. You know, mm. I look around and see anything that makes me say, you know, they always say a woman turns a house into a home. And I think I understand why sometimes a man should have something and go and get something and come in together because that woman is now in the perspective of let me make this a home for us. Yeah. When I moved in, my wife had made this a home for her. So it took a little while, you know, bringing in a guitar here and there, bringing in some weights or whatever or what else. <laughs> but eventually... You know, it matched. It was yeah. it was pretty much what you're saying, you know. She had to see it from a place of, it ain't just, you know, you know. Uh, she would go in the bathroom and leave the door open, and I'm just like, close the door. Oh, you know, and it's like, no, I'm here. <laughs> but it's just, I don't think that a lot of times it's done from a place. And I don't think you believe that either. It's done from a place of maliciousness. Most things that men and women do, we do from a place of comfort. Yeah, so definitely. I always say, when you first give with somebody, just let... My friend John says this all the time. I'm going to steal this from you, John, from the last episode. You let a nigga talk too much, he'll tell you everything you want to know.
1: Oh, yeah. If
0: you let somebody just be, they'll show you everything you need to see. Absolutely. So that's in our being, you know, we, I will see, Oh, uh, you know, she doesn't like to take the toilet paper off. I'm going <laughs> to keep going back to that <laughs> one. Hers was, you know, he likes to throw his clothes on the camera. So my thing was, Take the toilet paper off the roll, but I didn't understand she's rushing. She's trying to get to work, feed the dogs, cook food, come and get me. I can put the toilet paper roll away just to help her. She didn't understand that he keeps leaving his workflows on the kennel because when I come in, I'm exhausted from working hard. And I put them there because it's easier for me to get up in the morning and just throw those uniforms back on and be out the door. So I don't have to be making all this movement and bothering you, but we have to let each other just be to understand where do I fit? It was almost like you got a corner piece of a puzzle and you're trying your best to force it into the middle. It just doesn't work that way. You gotta let your corners be corners. The the moon can only be the moon in the puzzle. The, The dolphin can only be the dolphin. I don't know why every thousand piece puzzle has a mountain, but the mountain has to be a mountain and I feel like a lot of times I was telling her dolphin, be the moon, you're not shining. And she's like, uh-huh. e- 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 e, you know, and I'm like, stop doing them dolphin noises and be the moon. And then she would look at me and say, you are not a mountain, you're a corner. And I'm like, no, I'm a mountain. And then when you allow those things to be, you say, okay, well, I can store some stuff over in the mountain. Okay, the dolphin can keep the fish away from this part. Okay, the moon could illuminate this side of the room. And you just learn to take advantage. I hate take advantage. You learn to use those things for what they're meant to
1: be used. The thing that keeps coming to mind is my favorite scripture. I keep looking over there because it hit me and I forgot I had it on the wall. Um, but it says a man's gift makes room for him. I think that we look at that as like our gift, like our talent. Sometimes, you know, you play guitar, eventually somebody will see you like play guitar and you'll get, you'll be open into, thank you, Terry. Uh Um, but eventually, um, you know, you'll take those skills and someone else will see you and give you another platform. Well, I think that in relationships and even in dating, if the person that you're with doesn't see you as a gift, then they also won't make room for you. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that that's something that we tend to sometimes, um, we, we kind of ignore that, right? You're just the person that I like. You're just the person I have a crush on. We'll see how it works. You know, now we're married and we realize there's so many times when you told me, you're my gift. You're my treasure. That's what you always say to me. You're my treasure. Um, and to me, I look, at, I look at, at treasure as a gift. And so if I see you as a gift and if you see me as a gift, Then when you start to bring in your guitars, I have to realize if I love him and I cherish him as a gift that he, that I say he is, then I have to make room. So the weights are here. I have to make room. So the guitar is here. I have to make room. So we have family pictures on the altar. It's not just me and my stuff, your Bible sitting right on there. You know, your gift makes room for you. I'm your gift. I have to make the room. And if I'm not willing to make the room, then I also have to look at this and say, are you really my gift?
0: So I got a question, I'm going to let Marisha go first, because she's been over there, her brain been pondering. But you know, Terry, I like to ask the questions, because that's how my mind works. Mm-hmm. I see that you more so, you're always thinking from a place to keep the conversation flowing. So I'm going to ask the women a question, Terry. We can ask them, too. We're going to step outside of dating, because I believe being a woman is more than the guy you date, the marriage mm-hmm. you win. I'm going to ask this in just general, like it's general. But it's about men and women. As women, what's something that you see in other women that you wish that could just be eradicated? Because you feel like you make it bad for women in general. And then what's something you look at in men from a woman's perspective where you say, I wish that they would just not do that? Terry, I'm asking you the same thing. What's something that you see in a, in a fellow man, fellow brother, and you, and you go, man, I wish that we could just do better. And then what's something you see in women that you said, I wish I could just change that. So, Marisha, I'm gonna give you a friend.
1: That's a good question. Dang, just,
0: right you on. know, um,
3: wow. Um, there are a lot of things that I see um, not just with the black women, black women, but just women in general. Um, if we could eradicate it, um, I would say uh, <laughs> the. I would say comparison. Woo! Comparison, yeah, because um, every woman is different, um, and I think we should. I mean, to change that, like, we should empower each other more um, because Absolutely. a lot of times we look at what the next woman has, but it is so profound, I changed that, that question, because I put a, I put up a thought, thoughts are reaching y'all, but I put up a thought today on Instagram and it was, it was along the lines of access, right, but it's like, you can't, you don't know where these women came from, you don't know what they have to go through to get there, um, and so... If I could eradicate something, I would eradicate comparison because it's a killer, you know, in not just women, but in men and relationships and friendships. And it's it's just on a whole caliber. Right. Because we look at what the next one has and then we start equating our stuff off of what they have. But um, what I've learned is that, you know, everybody's journey is different. Right. And Mm so, you know, I might not have what she has right now. You know, she may not look like how I look or or vice versa. Or he may not, you know, have weights like me or he got the six pack. I don't, you know. Right, right. And so I think comparison is one of those things that we need to eradicate and come to, and come to grips with, because um, I think when we compare ourselves, then we start to question our work right and the things yeah. that we have. And instead of appreciating where we are now, you know, we're comparing it to you know the person who's in the NFL or the person who's an Instagram model. But what did it take for them to get there? Yeah. You don't know what they had to battle. You don't know what they went through to get there. Whether they took the fast way or whether they took you know the long crooked you know road. But comparison is one of those things that we as a people, anyway, you know, need to to eradicate. And for for the male, um, what I would eradicate is. Um wow, that's that's crazy. Um, but I see a lot, a lot in men. Um I would what I would like to see more of is you know men actually, you know, not seeing it robbery or finding it robbery to feel your feelings, you know, because men are always yeah. men are always taught to, yeah, you the man, men don't cry, men don't, you know, you're strong, you know what I'm saying? But it's okay to not be okay.
1: Yeah, you know what
3: I'm saying. We're all human, and so you don't have to be, you know, the strong tower all the time. You know, because towers fall. Sure. So, you know, I if if that that would be one thing I would eradicate um, on the on the side of a man because you know a lot of times as women we're stuck battling in our minds like, well, he won't open up to me. Am I enough? what am, am I not doing enough like what am I not doing you know what I'm saying because yeah. he won't open up to me and it's like we're not we don't want to force you to open up but again like you said your gift will make room for you yeah. you know and so black man all men feel feel yes. your feelings you know it's okay to be vulnerable with the person you love you know that's why they're there you know yeah. they're they're there to see you in you know work for better or worse right better. that's what we hear all the time yeah you know we hear it and we hear people say it all the time until it's actually time. better or worse. Right. So, you know, that's, that's my point on that.
1: um, I would say, and I'm probably going to get a lot of slack for this, but for a woman, I wish that we could eradicate the independent woman. Um, That's good. I love my independence. I love um, being able to have my own, make my own, if anything happens to him, I love the idea, not that something will happen to you, I know you um, but I love the idea of knowing that, like, I can, I can handle it. If something happens to him, I can handle it, right? Love that as an independent woman. However, I think that we have become so independent that it, be, it turns into, I don't need no man. I don't if need you know, no man. Not to cut you off, I see that in the Black families. Yes, a lot.
0: So, I'm going to touch on that a little later. Uh, that, uh, and and that, and
1: and, and and you know what's crazy,
3: because because we're like, I'm independent. I don't need because I I've seen my mom do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I love my mom, but I'm like, I want to break that. Yeah, absolutely. Because we absolutely do need a we man. Need Each other, and it's, it's vice versa. Like yeah. we need each other. Yes. And be, and the being the independent woman while it's great. You know what I'm saying? eventually you're going to want somebody to share it with because in independence there's loneliness (laughs) you know so yes ma'am i'm with you on that we need to eradicate that especially in the black families yeah that's why a lot of our women are broken you know
1: so it's i'm a to yeah that's (laughs) a that's a big thing i love an independent woman i love my own independence but i also see what becoming dependent on you has like it's actually me becoming more dependent on you and becoming dependent to you has allowed me to flow more in my natural nurturing form as a woman. Um, and then for a man, if I could eradicate anything for a man, it's definitely ego. I feel like, um, ego will destroy you guys. If you guys don't get it in check, you know, love a big ego, you know, Beyonce sings about it. It's great. Um, however, I think egos in you guys, especially not in you guys, but in men, um, is what breaks strong friendships. It's what, um, it's what makes you not want to go back to the woman you love and get it right. When you know that you are wrong, you know? it's the, it's the, um, I'll never go and deal with them ever again because of this, this, it's the, and it's like doing those things don't take away from your manhood. You know what I mean? Um, the Having too much ego is actually what's killing your manhood. It's actually what's killing you as a person. So if I could eradicate anything from manhood, it would definitely be those egos. Um, and then for women, for womenhood, it would be the independent woman. She's got to go.
0: You want me to go, Terry, and then you go? Because I know you <laughs> yeah. want George. I'm, I'm going to hit the clown on the nose and get out of the way. I wish that if, well, if I could, eradicate something and help women with something, it will be negative self imagery A lot of the times I hear women make this statement, you're messing up my self-esteem. But it's your self-esteem. It's the esteeming of yourself. Right. Right. So a lot of the times, you know, I use my wife, for example, she hurt my heart yesterday because she looked at me and said, my, I, I, my face, a lot of the times I look and I know my face needs makeup. And I was just like dumbfounded for a minute because I'm like, you're gorgeous. Like you don't need no makeup at all. Like I see you when you wake up in the morning. I see you when you wash your face. I see you when she showers and she get out and she her hair is all curly how she likes it. And there's no eyebrows or nothing. No, I see her in her nakedness the way God Woo! sees her. You know, so it's like. To mm-hmm. me, you're beautiful. And I'm going to be real. I feel like men play a part in it. I feel like a lot of it comes from the, I need a red bone. I need a foreign model chick. I like a dark skinned chick with a big booty. You know? And I feel like it puts a woman in the place to be like, well, if I'm dark skinned, I'm sorry. I'm only seeing a sexual object. If I'm light skinned, I can be the model chick that he wants to wife. If I'm foreign, he going to choose me over a black woman anyway. If I'm white, I'm just seen as this sexual, it's like for some reason in our community, white women and Asian women, are seen like, oh, they freaks and they don't have no attitudes and they let you just do whatever. And that gives the woman this this thing in her mind. You know, it's like, if somebody called me a no good nigga every day, then eventually there's gonna be some parts of me that become, or I'm gonna believe that I'm a no good nigga. Especially if I'm not strong enough to know who I am individually, regardless of what anybody says. But whoever said sticks and stones can break my bones and words can never hurt me. I want to hit him with a stick Mm -hmm. in the bones (laughs) while saying that because words hurt. You know, somebody taught me this a long time ago, and I can't even remember who taught it to me. So this is like, you know, it's a true statement. You will forget what somebody did to you. But you will never forget how they made you feel, and most times you'll remember how they made you feel based off of what they said and what they did. So I wish that we could get back to a place, or I wish that women could get to a place where they look in the mirror, and I ain't saying some women don't. We all do it, you know. Sometimes I look in the mirror and say, "I'm, I'm buff," but the truth is, I'm not. So I wish we could get to a place where Women could look in the mirror and see the beauty of them that God sees, whether you are size two or you are size 16. And be confident in that because I'm going to be a little selfish. One thing a man loves is a confident woman. That's why you see some people and you say, oh, that's a fetish. No, it's not. She's confident. A confident short woman, a confident tall woman, a confident big woman, a a confident skinny woman a man was mostly attracted to a woman who was attracted to herself.
2: And then with men,
0: what I wish we can get back to is a place where we can hold each other accountable to me. You yeah. know, if you see your brother slacking, if you see a man out on the street, and maybe him and his wife going back and forth, people can go over and say, hey, bro, you know, y'all have that argument at home, man. You know, I do it at work a lot. Of people always tell me, well, you're going to so get yourself shot. You're going to be at You can't be no hero. And I told this to my friend. You know, he made an analogy. He said, I'm going to butcher this analogy, so forgive me. He said, you know, life is like when you're going through things and so much is happening, empty, but sometimes you get put in a position to be in a grocery store with an EBT card. You're just choosing not to eat at this point. You got an EBT card. Mm -hmm. The money is on them. You can get whatever you want to fill yourself up. A lot of men live like that. I'm good. I got an EBT car. I'm going to fill myself up on life. I'm going to fill myself up on pleasure. I'm going to fill myself up on pride, ego. I'm going to fill myself up with a bunch of women. I'm built different. and I told him, maybe my blessing is my curse, but God doesn't let me be comfortable with seeing everybody else in a position lower than me. I have this thing where, and he said, well, you need to see yourself behind man. You gotta, and he meant well, and I understand what he meant Well, You deserve this and that, and I do. But so does that kid who is just like me, who was riding the skateboard at 13, like I was. Like, who loves me in this world? You know, so does that, so does that young man who's like, you know, I don't know where my father is, but he wouldn't just leave me because he don't love me. It couldn't be that, you know? So, does that guy who killed somebody and is sitting in jail right now? I was like, if I just had a second chance. So, I'm the guy who's in the EBT store with an EBT card watching everybody get something for themselves. And I'm going around with my basket saying, What do you want? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? And when I see other people around, I'm like, I don't need nothing from you, you know that it hurts my heart. So I just wish we could get back to the kind of place where we had a kind of relationship like me and you have, Terry, when men start telling each other, man, I love you, man. I love you, too. And we can give each other a hug. And stop putting no homo at the
1: end of stuff. Please.
0: I never put no homo at the end of nothing. If I say something and you take it that way, well, I'm sorry if I offended you, but I'm confident. I say, I love you. I don't put no homo on you. I say, hey, man, you look nice in that outfit. I don't put no homo on there. Say, man, you cut up, man. You're working out. Your body looking right. I don't put no hormone Because why does it have to be seen? And why is, well, how, why are we making that a derogatory statement? We don't even know how that makes the homosexual people feel. Right. You know, why is it that I can't esteem my brother? and it be taken in a, compliment, a complimentary I don't in know the word. Way. There you go, in the complimentary way. I just made up words. Sorry. So
1: mad. so,
0: <laughs> so, oh, I, I got it. I, I wish, and you know, that's one thing. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to let it to you, Terry, because now I'm turning into you. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm flowing into emotion.
2: One thing I love
0: about my church, one thing I love about my fraternity, I love that we say, I love you, bro. I love that we give each other hugs. I love that we hold each other to a certain standard. With you, with Donnie, with John, I tell all y'all, I love you. I love Johnny you. Donnie might not say, I love you. We go, oh, man, you know what it is. That's his <laughs> I love you. You know what I mean? I yeah. say, Terry, I love you, bro. I love you, too, man.
3: You give me a hug.
0: I say, John, I love you, bro. I love you, too, man.
1: Yeah, I and love that about you guys. We got
0: to get back to a place where men are okay with loving each other.
1: Yeah, for sure. Those men love Malcolm
0: X. Those men love Martin Luther King. Those men love JFK. You know, let's keep it real. It's some people that love Hitler, you know what I mean? It took love to follow somebody like that. It's some people that love Vladimir Putin to do, to follow what he said. It's some people that love the guy, I don't remember his name, but the guy in China. But I feel like with men, we only love those who we feel like are a higher stature. We only love those who we feel like have what we want our celebrity. We love our basketball players. We love our football players. You know what I'm saying? We love those people. When we feel like I gotta get to that place. When was the last time you told your own flesh and blood brother, I love you. When is the last time you told your neighbor, Hey man, I I love you. No, no homo, no gay. You know, I just wish that that's what we can get back to with man. My bad, Terry. I didn't mean. It. I started talking and the emotions came out. But I know you I always, know. you always come. You hit with me. The, the knowledge so. Please, Terry, what is it in the woman that you would say, I wish I could just that don't exist no more? And what is it in the man that you can say, I'm done with it, it don't exist no
2: more? I don't be coming with any more knowledge than y'all be coming with, dude, but you think like, so, yeah. you I'm, an, I'm enjoying drop-in. I'm enjoying listening to you guys, too. I'm learning a lot, but like, uh, I think for, for men, there's like a there's this warrior sense like that we try to carry around and i think that has developed because of the pressures of like what women distill into us you know it's like you feel like you feel like you got to walk with your chest out everywhere like and guys even do it like how many times you be at the mall and you see a group of guys and maybe like chilling, talking to each other, and when a girl walk by, they be like, "Yeah, bro, we saw that. Yeah, bro, we saw that movie yesterday." And then it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Calm yeah. down, bro. Like
0: <laughs> she walk by sometimes. Uh, yeah, so you
2: know what I mean. And it's like, you you get all this. Is I think it's innocent. I think that, I think that it's innocent because it's not like we get around our boys and stuff and we, that pressure's dropped to a extent because you, we, your, your boy know what you're capable of. Like when I'm around you, I don't be having to act tough and things like that. You've already seen me in situations. I've seen you in situations. So like, we'll have to do it. But it seems like around my woman, i always got to do that. Even if I've already displayed it, it still has to be like, it's, a, it's it's this constant pedestal. And so it like, it's exhausting. And then it makes us like, over time you start to get like protective of your like calm state you're like can you step out of the room for a little bit I mean I think that's where man caves come from because it's like man when I'm in the living room when I'm walking through the kitchen I gotta like keep my chest out I gotta fix my posture I gotta talk deeper I gotta watch what I'm talking about I gotta watch my opinions and I get around my homies I'm like bro, I saw this shirt yesterday, but I can't wear it around my woman and all that, you know what I mean? But I, you know, I want to do this or I saw, I want to watch this movie, but I got it. I don't want nobody to know. I like this song. You know what I mean? Like I remember, I remember when Frank Ocean came out, right? I had already learned a couple of his songs and then I was like, oh, that's what he meant. Oh, crap, man. I can't. (laughs) I don't bump that mug all over the dang place, you know what I mean? And then, like, things like that, but it should be okay. It's like, I don't feel that way. I don't, I'm don't. i not attracted to, to guys and this and that, but I like the melody. I like the sound of it and this and that. It's just, like, the pressures I wish. And then it's kind of stuck in guys to where we, like, hold – each other accountable for that too it's like if if i'm walking next to if, if if i'm walking next to a tough guy right and then i drop my and i drop my shoulders a little bit like bro pick it back up we about to go up in here you know it's like man i'm tired you know i'm i you should i should be able to be like this like this is me everywhere i go like well, you got it on both sides of the track. That like your girl is like stand up straight, and then your boy's like stand up straight. It's like man, I I I worked 16 hours today. I come home, I went to the gym, I cut the lawn, I'm trying to relax, you know that type of thing. And then sometimes it gets so overwhelming that you get you've been doing that so much. Like guys leave home if you got a stay-at-home wife, right, or or a girl, you or or you working a lot, just my man work his blood off. He got two jobs, this and that. Right. But then he come home and he's sleeping all day. You know what I mean? If he had a chance and then he's like, can I drop one of these jobs? You know, it's just like, well, then well, what are we going to do with this? And what are we going to do with that? And how are we going to sustain this and that? And it's like, that's where the balance needs to come into play. Like maybe you should pick up a little part-time or maybe you should, you know, we maybe we should get a little bit smaller situation going a less expensive car payment and things like that but then it's like what will my friends think you know and that's from both sides too it's not just yeah. for one but but then um for the girl thing I think it's the uh, I would agree with her with the comparison because so many just like guys walk around and pretend there's something they're not to attract a woman right you look at the crowd she's in and you see what she's into and then you try to replicate that some type of way hopefully you're good at it to attract her but then now you got to be honest eventually so then that builds nerves you're just like, she's like what do you want to tell me you're like uh, nothing you know what I mean <laughs> let's go <laughs> let's go but then uh, eventually you're going to release it and you've been holding it so long it's like look that's not me I'm tired. And she's like, well, relax. Like, I didn't even know you was holding back on anything. It's like, it's not just you, it's like society. It's the expectations of like, in general. So it's like, you got, if, for me, I feel like you should be able to come home and take that whole costume off and just be like, oh man, I'm you mean, know what I mean? Like, it's okay to pin on the front while you're outside. That's just the nature of the beast, you know? culture changes and you got to change with it you got to be up you got to step up to the occasion all the time but when you come home those expectations should be able to be dropped and then uh before and then for for women to like following these instagram girls and all that like i i have friends that are like social media famous like like 100k followers and stuff they are not that person they are (laughs) not it's entertainment they're just doing things for likes. But it's
0: the lie, that's what I call it.
2: They have like they have like a little prop box in their room, you know what I mean? Or like in their in their in their the trunk of their car and they pull up on a spot, like outdoor guys and stuff. Like they they go camping for like two days and now they're surviving the wilderness. And then they come home to their two story home with their family and they're chilling, you know, got a little winter bagel and all this stuff and they're playing video games with their son and all that it's like bro like really you probably can't even survive any more than those two days that you were out there but you watch these these tv shows and all this and then you built that and then now you got all these people all that 100k followers that follow you they need you to be on that person all the time it's like when you uh when you get a job like I remember having a conversation with my mom one time I was just like I think I worked way too good for my boss when I was working at Airmart when I first started, because then they expected that performance every day. And there were some days exactly. where I came in and I'm like, today I need to just, just give me a couple of those, those uh, orders. I'm gonna
0: this on too, and it's huh? very short. Why do they see the good workers and then they expect all the good work from you, but they see the lower standards of those workers who don't do nothing and there ain't no pressure on them. If you slap off, it's like, come on, Terry, man, we don't have to. Yeah. Don't have to write you up. We're pulling on you. We're depending on you. But like, what about that guy who just be over there chilling with his feet up, snoring? You know what I mean? Why I can't get the break? Go ahead, right. Terry. I just had that.
2: No, that's strong because I mean that's even that even comes down to the relationship thing too. Because like, if a girl is into like hoodlums, right? Like hood hood dudes, right? Hoodlums. When you when you get when you when she pick you, you gotta be an extra special hood. You know what I mean? Like you that, gotta you yeah. gotta be with that street stuff and you gotta be with that home stuff too, just as good. And it's like, look where you found me, what you expect? Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like I've been in a relationship where I was I was playing guitar, I was a musician before you met me. I was a musician when you met me. You come to my shows and now you mad because you choose your guitar over me. Or why are you playing that so much or this and that? You know, and it's like, what did you think I what was I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like what, what, what would you expect them from a musician to not be a musician anymore? You know, so that too. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I,
2: i'm gonna pretend that wasn't my fault <laughs> so good. Uh...